I'm gonna go for a citrus roll. And welcome to another episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Koch. And tonight, I'm joined by two of my amazing Mickey Dude rotating commentators. From across the pond, we have Stephen Maxwell. I'm surrounded by idiots. Just two of us tonight. And from the Garden State, but now down in the nation's capital, we have Joseph Quattrochi. Uh, Technically, again, I'm still in the Old Dominion State. I'm in Northern Virginia, but... uh... You know, who's really being picky, right? This is true. This is true. I couldn't remember if you were uh, your hotel was uh, based in Maryland or Virginia, so I figured no, I would just... Uh, still in the Commonwealth. Gotcha. You know what they say, six of one, one half dozen of the other. You know what's kind of funny, Dave, is that um, listening to the local radio down here in the District of Columbia, Maryland, Virginia area, they refer to it as the DMV. I guess District, Maryland, and Virginia. And for like the first week, I was like, what are they talking about the DMV for? DMV. So it took me a little bit oh, to figure it out. Oh, that reminds me. I got to get my car inspected. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> before, I get, before I get a ticket. And before we uh, get a little bit more off the rails, let's have a word from our sponsors. Whether it's the first sip of French roast at your Disney resort or the grand finale of a signature dining experience at a restaurant like Le Cellier, Chico, or the California Grill, Joffrey's coffees make Disney memories more magical. Why not savor that Disney vacation just a little bit longer while enjoying a cup of Joffrey's in the comfort of your own home? Visit Joffrey's, the official coffee and tea company of Disney, online today at joffreys.com joffreys coffee and tea a flavor for every disney memory who has the largest selections of dvc resale listings and is the number one dvc reseller in the world who has 90 percent of their listings sell within 30 days with no upfront fees who has 95 years of combined disney vacation club experience and has been selling dvc since 1993 who has over $360 million in sales of DVC? The answer, my friends, is the same for every single question. It's DVC resale market. If you're in the market for buying Disney Vacation Club or have any questions about DVC, then look no further than DVC resale market. Nick, Kevin, and the whole team will do their very best to get you exactly what you need and answer any questions that you might have. Take a look at their website for some great information, their latest listings, or just some FAQs. We would like to thank DVC Resale Market for being part of our team. And now it's your turn. Let them be part of your team when buying DVC. Check them out at DVCResaleMarket.com. Okay, gentlemen. Well, today we're going to debut a new series. We're going to call this our six-pack. And originally when we first started the Mickey Dudes... um, Joseph, you weren't with us at that time. We started our our uh, little uh, experiment here that's turned into something great with a series called Park Must Do's. Now, this is a little bit different because 
This is a uh, sampling of the Magic Kingdom, and we're going to take, well, and tonight we're into the Magic Kingdom, but all the parks. Tonight we're going to take the uh, idea that uh, we have friends going away to Disney World that haven't been in a while or never been before. And their vacation time dictates that they can only go at a time where there's going to be very busy crowds. So what we're going to do is we're going to create our Walt Disney World six-pack for every park. What's a six-pack? Sounds like beer to me. Well, sometimes I think I'd rather be uh, Drunk when at doing one of show. the uh, bars. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd rather be at one of the Disney bars enjoying a cold one than dealing with the crowds. A six-pack is a little bit different. Our six-pack is going to be some can't-miss experiences within each park under the guise that this is going to be a really busy day and you can't do it all. So our six-pack is going to consist of two attractions, one e-ticket attraction, one of the uh, lesser build but equally fun attractions. Uh, we're going to uh, go and enjoy a delectable snack in the Magic Kingdom, followed by a meal, which could be quick service or table service. And then finally, two diversions. What are diversions? Everything else. Character greetings, animatronic shows, uh, things like the Liberty Bell, things that kind of just fill in time and are easygoing and enjoyable. We're going to play with the idea of later on at night, the family, whoever, or the friends, whoever it is, is going to be enjoying the Magic Kingdom fireworks. Gentlemen, sound good? Sounds good to me. Yes, sir. All right. So I can save my voice a bit. Joe, what is your first in your six-pack? Your e-ticket attraction. What, what must these people experience? So you're talking about, you know, when I wasn't on this show at one time. And I think the first time I was ever on this show, you asked me, it was the uh, Light McQueen you know, the rapid questions, whatever. And one of them was asking, you know, which mountain I like, space or splash. And I always said uh, space. Absolutely. So I would tell uh, one of our new visitors, you've got to hit Space Mountain. And the reason why it's not the most exciting roller coaster in all of Walt Disney World, it's not the most, I guess, greatly themed because it's just, it's kind of, it's dark, right? But when you're on the monorail or you're on the ferry boat and you're heading over to Magic Kingdom across Seven Seas Lagoon, what do you see? You see the castle? And you see Space Mountain. And you got to tell them that big white dome all the way to the right, you got to try that one. Now, when Tron comes online, right, Stephen? It might be a different story. You might see Tron yep. kind of looming behind it. Me and Stephen are the resident Tron fans of the Mickey Dudes. <laughs> However, until that day comes, uh, you got to hit Space Mountain. I would explain to them not only that's what you're seeing, you got to experience it. I would also explain the history of it when it came online back in the 70s. It's got that Disney nostalgia. I think at the time it was one of the, I don't know if it was one of the, I don't know, it held some kind of record back in the day. I don't know if it was one of the one only roller coasters being indoors. I don't know. It was something, I read something somewhere about it, but it has a lot of history. It's a great ride. It's one of my all-time favorites. So I would say, yes, you got to hit Space Mountain. It's a must-do. Eat ticket attraction. Excellent. Steven, what about you? Yeah, we'll come on to this later on, obviously, when we're doing our, our bracket. But uh, I don't particularly like uh, Space Mountain. I think it's a wee bit too jittery. 
but I would definitely do the other one. Splash is one of the iconic rides that you see at Walt Disney World. It's the one you see on the adverts, it's the one you see on the, the, the one you used to see in the home planning videos where you come over the top of the brow of the, the last drop and you look across, see the whole park, see the castle and you just look down and see the briar patch as you fly down. Uh, it's a great ride. I mean, it lasts about, what, 12, 13 minutes, you know, to go in and the animatronics in there are just fantastic. A great story. I mean, obviously we'll never ever see the, the light of day again uh, unless something really, really goes on with uh, Bob Iger and the release Song of the South again, but it's a fantastic ride. Uh, I just think it's it's a must do. This is because you see everybody screaming. I mean, it's Splash or Space Mountain is a wee bit sort of isolated. You know, you only actually hear things when you go inside it. But when I mean, you can hear Splash Mountain from halfway across the the theme park, I just think that's probably the best thing to do within. The Magic Kingdom for somebody that's not been uh, in a long time. All right, Stephen, and you took mine because I totally <laughs> agree with you. And you get to, you get to be in a cartoon. I mean, how cool is that? Yeah. So, I do have a backup plan, and I'm going to send my guest over to the haunted mansion. Uh, maybe a bit of nostalgia for me because this was the first ever attraction i rode in the magic kingdom so i kind of has a soft spot in my heart but i think it's also for the fact that it kind of just showcases all of disney it's campy but yet it could be a little dark and twisted like most disney movies at times too so you kind of get the uh happy disney with the little eerie Disney that we've all come to love with our Disney villains. Haunted Match is a great, a great ride. It really is. It just uh, epitomises what you can actually do with very little sort of technology, especially back in the time, especially with the Pepperidge Ghosts and stuff like that, and the, the Hatbox Ghosts. And, you know, it's it's just great. You know, you just sit there, and then obviously now they put the the three ghosts into your your carriage and your doom buggy as you're driving along, and now you can actually get a picture of that as well. I just think that's a really good call, Dave. Thanks, buddy. All right, so now we're going to move on to a lesser ticket attraction, I guess. I mean, I know the whole e-ticket story came about when they used to sell tickets and you would uh, be able to uh, ride them based on the tickets that you had. Was that was that an actual Magic Kingdom thing? Or was that, did that go just back to Disneyland? Were, were they still doing it in the Magic Kingdom at any time in the 70s? Do any of you know? I think they did it in, they did it in Disney World. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. did? Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure now you got me questioning that. I, <laughs> I believe it started in Disneyland. I think they did it also in Disney World, I believe, yeah. I always wonder if that was just a holdout, but okay. So we're going to go with a lesser ticket attraction. <laughs> Some people might say that the ones that we pick are e-tickets, but we kind of rank our uh, top must-do uh, Disney. Uh, we kind of stacy it on our own because we're living it up. I'm not going to sing the song, but 
I hope it's all in your heads now. Great. Uh, man, no problem. <laughs> Anytime, my friend. So, I'd be interesting to hear. What is your uh, lesser ticket attraction that you would send our guest on? We'll start with Steven this time. That's good, because I think I'm going to steal somebody's. <laughs> uh, the TTA... Uh, I uh, you, st- you, st- you stole mine, Stephen. I know. I knew I was going to. You know I love Tomorrowland. It had to be. I mean, because I mean, the People Mover is a fantastic ride. Uh, it takes you all around the park. It takes you inside different attractions. It takes you in Splash Mountain. Oh, sorry, Space Mountain, and into Buzz Lightyear. And it used to take you over the top of Stitch as well, uh, or Alien Encounter. It gives you an overview of the whole of Tomorrowland. Uh, as well as you know, you can take your feet off the gas for ten minutes, just travelling around, just obviously seeing everybody, seeing how busy the park's going to be as well. Especially if it is going to be a busy time of year, you wouldn't believe how busy it actually looks from up there. Uh, but it's something that I could probably do that every visit that I go to the Magic Kingdom, and it doesn't get boring because there's always things that you can see outside of the, the attractions. You know, there's always like meet and greets of Buzz Lightyear on the right hand side as you're travelling along. There's always you know, it used to be the uh, Tomorrowland Speedway, you can see that. Uh obviously if you do it now you can see the Tron construction that's going on at the back of Space uh, Space, uh, Space Mountain. Uh to see how that's getting on. But it takes you away from the hustle and bustle of everything that you're running about doing while everybody see, else is rushing about as you can see you see now interesting because for me i didn't even regard that as an attraction that would be one of my diversions actually because i never really regarded it as its own attraction uh, debate yeah i mean you can't get a you can't get a fast pass for it so you could probably say it might be a diversion but it's got wheels, it's got <laughs> buggies. You go fast in it, you know, especially that first couple of bends. Uh, I just think it, 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 I would class it as an attraction. Okay. Yeah, I would agree. What do you think, Joe? I mean, I would definitely agree. I mean, it's an attraction. I mean, it's not an e-ticket attraction, but it's it's listed in the the, the guidebook and uh, it has a wait time. So <laughs> in my, uh, in my uh, you know classification it's an attraction um i mean obviously i was steven stole my but i mean it's we're both huge fans of tomorrowland so it's not a surprise so i'm glad steven got to take that one but for myself i'm going to go with and i could have went with this as a diversion but i'm going to go with this as a lesser attraction i'm going to say the walt disney world railroad and it's the same thing of i look at it the same way as a tta or as the way people really want to call it I like to take a step back and like sit down and just look at everything from a distance. And I think when you get on the railroad, you get that great view of, of Main Street when you first get on the train. You get a little taste of Adventureland. You stop in Frontierland. You get a little taste of that. You see all the little figurines. You know uh, they have set up along the railroad. You end up on the back by uh, you know, Storybook Circus. You know you pass through Tomorrowland while it's you know when it's open. Past Space Mountain, you do the full loop. And I just think it's really cool how you could see you know the backside of the you know the Grand Prix Raceway and. It's just a good way just to take in, just 
take in how big that park is. Even though it's it's not the biggest park, you know, we know Epcot's big and, and uh, you know, Animal Kingdom's big as well. But I don't know. It's just something like I think it's a great thing that for somebody who doesn't go a lot or somebody who, you know, is maybe their first time, it's like take around the railroad. You know, just, just take a ride on the loop to see, you know, what the outside of the park looks like. And I don't know. That's just something. I mean, it could be a diversion too, but I'm going to go with it as a lesser attraction. Uh, I'm going to say the Walt Disney World Railroad. I just think it's it's just a, a cool experience that you don't really get to ride a you know that nice of a train in a lot of places i guess it gives you a sort of hands-on with walt as well because I mean, obviously he was right into his trains you know, love his trains that in there yeah uh it's just unfortunately just now obviously with the construction you know in at magic kingdom that the only place you can see the train is down at the bottom of main street uh, and it's not going anywhere because there's actually replacing the train. I'd only done the, the train. I mean, I've been there about maybe 11, 12 times, uh, but I've only done the train the last couple of times that I'd been there. Uh, it's just nothing that really sort of jumped up and says, well, I had to do. As you, the more and more you go and the more and more you, you get to do things, you're no bucket list, but the things you can do at Magic Kingdom gets shorter. You know, the things I've not done. So it is one of the things, obviously, that I do quite like. You know, and it's a good sort of jump from one land to another without, you know, putting feet on pavement. You know, it, take, it takes you a wee, gives you a wee rest if you're going from... Uh, like... Yeah. Yeah, it's a different... It's, it's a different... It's a legitimate mode of transportation, Stephen. You're right. Like, if you... You know, if you know, a lot of us were yeah. lucky, we get to go a lot to Magic Kingdom, and you know, one day, you're like you know, it's not as much fun. Take the train over to Frontierland. It could theoretically be faster to walk, but you know, it's like let's just give our feet a break and take the train, and you could do it. Yeah. Well, you see, I use it as part of my uh, touring plans for people because I will tell people, okay, make the uh, race for space in the morning, get on Space Mountain, and then go over to. Um, Fantasyland and get on the. Uh, is it Fantasyland or Tomorrowland where the train stops? No, Storybook Circus. Okay, so go over to Storybook Circus, get on the train, and then take it over to Frontierland to uh, get on Splash Mountain right after you do uh, Space Mountain. It's a long ride to get back to Frontierland, but yeah, I mean, it definitely uh, it gives somebody another attraction to get to check up their list, to get to see some other parts of the park. Maybe even some backstage areas if they're into that. Absolutely. Exactly. And with that said, I'm actually going to go with one that I kind of made as a diversion. But since you guys are kind of going with this theme, I'm going to put it as my uh, lesser attraction. And I'm going to go with the riverboat. I think it's... Uh, is it the Mark Twain in the <laughs> Disney World also? Or is that just in Disneyland? Oh, it's the Mark Twain. man. Dude, you're putting me in. That's details <laughs> that I am not privy to right now. All right. Well, let... Well, Joe, you seem to know all sorts of useless. Listen, you want to ask me about you want to ask me about the golf courses, you know? I mean, <laughs> I got that info for you, but the riverboat names, I don't know about. All right. Well, let's just say it's the Mark Twain. I think that that's a great way to kind of just uh, see a bit of the park. You're gonna get some of the theming with all of the uh, animatronics that they designed for the railroad and for the riverboat that nobody really ever sees. Otherwise, uh, with the Indian villages, the uh, various deer running around, stuff like that. So it's something that's a people eater. So 
you get a nice uh, stroll around, around the rivers of America. You get to kind of just do something while you see how crowded the parks are and people <laughs> wall to wall. You kind of get away from that. And uh, I'm coughing up a lung, so I'm going to move it on to snacks. And I'm going to send it over to Steven first. I had one of these the last time I was there. And it blew my socks off. I like Dole Whip. I'm not a fan of a citrus swirl, but the Dole Whip upside down donut cake you can get is out of this world. You know, it's the Dole Whip is just it's one of these things that everybody talks about when they're going to Walt Disney World. It used to be you could only get them in a couple of places. It's sort of coming up a wee bit more and different because the amount of sugar in it will just give you an absolute rush. Uh, I just think that it's fantastic. Uh, I know you, there's plenty of other different snacks you can get, you know, and probably more, not iconic, but sort of theme parks that are specific to the Magic Kingdom. But if you sit down, take a wee bit, a wee bit of dough whip, get your, your, your pineapple upside down cake and just bite into that oh uh i'm only three weeks away from my holiday just now and i can almost taste it you're lucky i knew you were gonna take it so that's why i let you go and i came up with a uh <laughs> alternative uh but joseph i'll let you go first i mean dave do i do i defend the citrus wall crowd or do i just do i say something different i mean do i do i go i mean everybody knows i love the citrus wall do well, i, I, do I say something going else with this, so it's up to you. But, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll say something else. I'm going to say something that, that I guarantee nobody will talk about. And the only reason why I have this as a snack is I try to because my wife is a huge Alice in Wonderland fan. I'm going to go with the Cheshire Cattail. And who, first of all, who does not like Ooh. a Danish, right? Or like a chocolate Danish, right? They throw some of that purple and pink, whatever it had. They had like that frosting on it. Dude, it was, it was, let <laughs> me tell you something. There's never a line there. Remember what? The Cheshire Cafe. Uh, for four ninety nine, you could split it. It has a little snack to keep you going. I love Danish, right? Who doesn't love a good Danish in the morning or like a, for like a late morning snack if you have a cup of your Starbucks or Joffrey's coffee, whichever you like. I know we're a Joffrey's podcast, so obviously we drink Joffrey's. Um, have a little Cheshire cat tail to dunk it into. I'm telling you, it's it's underrated. doesn't get enough love. Um, it's really good. Who doesn't love good Danish? So I'm going to go with the Cheshire uh, cat tail over at the Cheshire Cafe. Okay. And this one might surprise you because I'm going to go for a citrus roll. Uh, boy. You know why? It <laughs> does surprise g- me. What? I said it does surprise me. We've argued for this <laughs> how many years. Yeah, it should surprise you because I'm just kidding. There's no way I would actually recommend that slop. <laughs> but you would recommend it to somebody else. That's why you're picking it right now. No, no, no. I was just <laughs> busting on you. Busting on you. Actually, I'm going to go away from sweet and go to savory because uh, everybody knows me. Uh, they kind of say that I'm downright salty at times, so kind of fits my uh, personality. And I'm going to send people over to the Friar's Nook where you can get these amazing tater tots with all sorts of goodness on top of them. They have the Greek tater tots, t- tater tots with tzatziki sauce. They have a buffalo chicken tater tots. They have a nacho tater tots. They are just 
goodness. They are downright sinful. So, you know, you're on vacation, so you can cheat on your diet for a bit. Uh, they just, uh, they're a smile in a paper tray. Now, Dave, are they tater tots or are they potato barrels? Over there, they're tater tots. Okay, so I make sure. Yeah, potato barrels. Get the correct, in, get the uh, correct information out there. Potato barrels in Andy's uh, backyard or whatever they call it. Yeah, Andy's backyard. But over here, they actually name them tater tots. So we can call them whatever. But I just call them delicious. And with that, let's move on to an actual meal. They're going to stop off and they're going to get something at the kiosk. But later on, they're going to want something more substantial. So... The question is, do you waste your time with a sit-down restaurant or a quick-service restaurant here? And honestly, considering how crowded the parks are and with the hustle and bustle, I'm actually going to send them to a sit-down restaurant and I'm going to send them to the Crystal Palace. This way they have some time with some characters. They get some... (coughs) Excuse me. They get some iconic pictures with some lovable Disney characters that are associated with the story Winnie the Pooh. They'll get to meet Tigger, Piglet, Eeyore, and the silly old bear himself. What better What better fun can that be? Joseph, where are you going? So where do you send it? Is it, is it breakfast Could be anything. or dinner? Or, the Crystal or Palace does it all. So, yeah, it's a good place, man. And they, while it's a buffet, it's a decent buffet. Some of them are just like, nah. It's a, bu- it's a buffet with character, Dave. Yes, yes, it is. I, I mean, I've, I listen, in all, in all seriousness, I had a lot of great memories of, uh, this was before, I think they had Pooh was there with the with the character breakfast back in the day. I'm talking about like the mid-80s, but I had a lot of great memories of eating at Crystal Palace as a kid growing up. So it's been good for since I can remember. All right. Joe, where are you going? So if I'm sending somebody somewhere, I mean, I don't normally... There's only a couple of places that I will have this item. One of them is in the Magic Kingdom. The other one is probably at City Field. Um, but I'm going to send them over to Casey's Corner for a hot dog. Now, I'm not sending them just for any hot dog. Now, first of all, like when you walk down Main Street, there's like two things you smell. You smell hot dogs and you smell waffles, all right? So right side of the street is waffles where the ice cream parlors. Left side, you smell hot dogs with Casey's. I'm not a big hot dog guy, but when I'm in the Magic Kingdom, I will have one. They have a macaroni and cheese hot dog going on right now. You put macaroni and cheese on anything, I'm down with it. So I'm sending them over for the macaroni and cheese hot dog at Casey's. Um, you can also get the corn dog, uh, the corn dog bites, right? Um, you can have those. Uh, you know, Casey's kind of stinks because there's not a lot of seating there, but you could take your hot dog. You can go over to Tomorrowland Terrace. There's plenty of seats over there. Find a spot in a new uh, area to sit down for like the fireworks, like the, the turf area. Uh, but there's nothing better than having an all-American hot dog on Main Street USA in the Magic Kingdom. I mean, there's there's nothing better. I mean, I'm talking about the full, full-size foot long, not the little dinky ones. I want the, the full experience. There the is full something. Foot-long. There is something better. I mean, because in what, ca- at Casey's you could have one in October. You really can't do that at City Field. Ah ha ha ha! Sorry, I couldn't resist. <laughs> Stephen, where are you going? Listen, the Mets are the Mets are much better this year, right? Yeah, so. but still, it just it, although they I just let they just blew a three run lead. I'm, I'm watching them play the Phillies right. I just blew a three run lead, so it's like yeah, great. So. 
Steven, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to go a bit of a character sort of thing as well, Dave. Uh, but I'm going to go over to Tomorrowland again. And I'm going to go to uh, Cosmic Rays. Cosmic Rays is one of these places where it's, it's always busy. But there's about three different bays you can get. I think one of them's getting done up just now, so it's sort of restricted. But it's maybe takes away from your normal sort of theme park food. You know, it's, uh, it does burgers and it does stuff like that. But the chicken they get over there uh, is fantastic. I know I was there years ago and we took one of my kids there and it, they, they were not eating anything in the parks. They really didn't like the theme park food. But we got chicken and uh, mashed potato and green beans and they wolfed it and especially the last time we were there it's one of the best sort of mashed potatoes you can get uh, that I've, I've tried in any sort of theme park and it's a different sort of environment because you've got Sunny Eclipse down the bottom just when you were saying about the characters Dave you know he's battering out the songs uh, get his cheesy jokes it's it's just one of these things where folk can go there and have a, a bit of a laugh you know, it's all sort of dad jokes <laughs> that, it's, that Sonny tells, but it's not the best of foods. It's not the best of atmospheres, but when you put them both together, I think it's really, really good. And it's right in the, right in the, the heart of Tomorrowland, you know, so that there's that many different places to eat in the kingdom that you're really, really spoiled for choice, but that's, some, that's somewhere I, I would go every time. Could be one of those things that when they do ever replace Sunny Eclipse with something else, that people will miss him. It's like anything else in Disney; people take it for granted when it's there, when it's gone, to be like, "Oh man, remember when Sunny was there?" Yes. As soon as they take it away, that's it. And Sunny was going to be one of my diversions, and all I was going to send people over to Columbia Harbor House to get better food, but then go and eat it at Cosmic Rays so they could watch uh, Sunny. But since we're not able to do that and I have to come up with something else, Joe, give me your first diversion. <laughs> so uh, the, the definition of diversion wasn't really um, defined for this uh, exercise. So mine is going to be uh, twofold here. So mine is going to be um, a diversion would be something to occupy your mind while you're waiting for something to happen, right? Is that kind of like where we're going with this? We could so do mine that would be, or just something non-ride related. Well, Okay, so not, okay, non really Okay, this, it works anyway. So uh, I'm going to say I would send them to the park early, and I would say that they need to take part in the opening day celebration and the stay till the very end for the kiss goodnight. Okay, I will. So that works. so they essentially they 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 uh, they you know they see the the park open from the very beginning, you know, with Mickey and Minnie and the whole crew. I mean, I, I think it should be still done on the train station. It'd be a lot better than being in front of the castle, but. Um, I think it's a diversion for waiting for the park to open. And then while everybody's waiting online for the monorail or for the, the ferry boat, wait for the kiss goodnight. And there you go. You've kind of booked, marked, booked end your day. A lot of people kind of forget those and just rush out or rush in late. But I think those are two great things that you should people should take advantage of. So. All righty. Steven, what about you? Mine's going to be a bit of a, an odd one. I've only seen it a couple of times. Uh, in my trips there 
But you see the custodial services sort of kicking about and they've got their their brushes and their, their wee uh, sweet tray as they go along, obviously, you know, cleaning up after everybody dropping popcorn or, you know, just bits of tickets or whatever. But the last few times I've seen them, they, they actually come out and rather than just having their, their bucket uh, just for speeding up, they've actually got water in them and the brushes they've got, they actually make uh, sort of characters. So they take their bucket and then they put their brush in and then they start drawing a character. So when you're actually looking at the beginning, they're sort of, they're just sort of doing these sort of circles here and there. But as they go along, the, the picture just explodes. You know, the ones I've seen, are they're doing Goofy, they're doing Mickey Mouse, uh, Minnie Mouse on the ground. And it's not going to last forever because obviously with the heat in Florida, you know, it really it just burns up so quickly. But the amount of folk that actually stop and watch these guys, you know, just do their... their a brush paint with the, the water is immense and it just takes you just stops you as you're going from one attraction to another to actually see what these guys are doing and then just to see it unfold with the, the last couple of brush strokes I just think that's fantastic it just it, it's so different to have something like that and especially obviously you know when all you're expecting is somebody to come along and, and brush behind you you know when you actually get, get the pictures out of the characters uh, the amount of pictures that you get with people, people with them, is, I just think is is really good. It's just something different. You know, that actually came about with just one very artistic uh, custodian who just started doing that as a way to make magic, and the supervisors noticed and they pulled this person aside and asked, "Hey, can you teach us how to do that?" and it became one of those things where, okay, if you have any artistic ability and you want to try and you can uh, do it and they look proper, hey, go out and do them whenever you can when you don't have any other work to do. Another one you'll find them doing, especially uh, during around, around the fall, they'll do it with leaves. Now that it's spring, uh, as the blossoms are coming off all the bushes, they'll uh, sweep up all of the... Uh, leaves of the blossoms in the park and they'll make uh, Mickey Mouse uh, shapes out of them and they'll just leave them on the floor till the wind comes and blows them again. <laughs> and they're really they're really nice. You just come across one of them and they just make you smile. It's just cool when you see guests who have never been to Walt Disney World and are like, oh wow, check this out. And like a lot of us have seen it before and we still are like, wow, it's really cool. But seeing guests' reactions for the first time is, is pretty... It's pre- it's pretty pre- it's pretty priceless. Exactly, and hence that's why my first diversion is something that everybody should do at one point because when you go to the Magic Kingdom, you're gonna see a whole bunch of celebrities right out of the movies. So, what better place to get to stargaze and see some major Disney stars than watching the Festival of Fantasy Parade? A lot of people say, "Oh, I'm not a parade person and everything," and I go, you know, "I ride, I ride rides during that time because uh, there's less of a crowd because everybody's at the parade." You know, it's all about the characters. You get to see the real life Disney characters come out of the movies and 
they're tangible right in front of you. You know, it's why would you not? You're in Disney World. Why would you not embrace that? Go to the parade, people. Dude, that is one of the best parades. Now I'm gonna I'm not gonna put this with like the Main Street Electrical Parade, but like for a daytime parade, I'm not a parade guy. I did like the Main Street Electrical Parade. Okay, I did like Spectrum Magic. Those are different. But like Move It, Shake It, eh? This parade is awesome. It is my favorite. It's got a great soundtrack. It's got great characters, like you said, David. It's it's actually has like a story. Like to like the, each float has like, oh, I know that. You know, like it's got a story to everything. Um, it, it's just it's one of those parades I actually will stay for. I actually do ask what time is the three o'clock parade because sometimes it's two o'clock. It depends, believe it or not. But I will double check to see what time Festival of Fantasy is. It is a great parade. And when the, you're 100 right. And when the three o'clock parade is at three o'clock, remember that's three o'clock in Frontierland. In Frontierland, that's right. It won't get to Main Street until three thirty. So technically, the three o'clock parade is three thirty on Main Street USA. Um, I will say that. Uh, I do like Mickey's Soundsational Parade in Disneyland better than this one, but that's just, that's my all-time favorite afternoon parade. But uh, this one, I still get to see my Disney stars, so I get chills. And the second diversion, Stephen, what about you? Yeah, I'm gonna be better at. Uh teaching to myself here. It's one of these things that I've, I've still never done. And all the times I've actually been there, I've still not done this. And it's taking the transport up Main Street. You know, whether it be the, the horse-drawn carriage or on the bus or one of the wee cars that they travel up, especially in the morning, obviously when it's not super busy. Uh, folk have not got time to do things like this or, or maybe hang about you know, they maybe get the uh, ADRs that be our guest, or as you were saying earlier on, want to even go and see the, the show in the castle, or want to head over to Splash or Space Mountain. You know, it is a, it's a mad dash sometimes, but to actually go in the transport, uh, which is gleaming, you know, I mean, the, the amount of polish they must put into these things. It's unbelievable because every every morning you get there, they're exactly pristine and it just looks great, you know, and to actually have the time to do this, uh, I think would be really, really good. And again, it's a big distraction where, you know, you can wave to everybody, you know, get up, up the main street. You can actually take things in rather than actually, you know, just belting up main street. So which one would you take, the omnibus, the, the fire engine or the car? I don't think they do the horse trolley. Horse trolley there. <laughs> I'd probably take the the omnibus. I think that's that's quite a, a, a good one. It's, it's nobody often you see things like that kicking about nowadays. Because uh, obviously there's other horse rides that you can actually take across property. Uh, but I'd probably take the omnibus. Excellent. And Joseph, what about you? So, yeah, my second diversion or distraction would be um, yeah, you can't be doing an attraction every single minute of your day in your park. Sometimes you need a little bit of a break or you need you have like a little bit of a gap in between fast passes. So um, this is something I did as a kid, and I introduced this to my wife, and she's not the big fan of this in real life, even though I am. But I'd say head over to the Frontierland Shoot Arcade, and for like a dollar, 
You get, I think it's like 25 electronic shots. My wife's not a big gun person. Uh, I am. It's fine. I'll be, I'll say it. And uh, you shoot the you know, little targets and they kind of do all kinds of like different like effects and all that stuff. And you could, and there's no time limit on it. You can literally sit, there's not scored, but you can literally just sit there and, you know, for a buck and just like have some fun with it. I mean, definitely something that, you know, if you've got like a 25 minute window in between, you know, fast passes and, you know, somebody's got to use the restroom, say, hey, I'll be over at the arcade. You throw a dollar or two in, you have some fun. I think it's a great way to, uh, you know, to kill some time and ha- have a good time at the same time. And also, too, it's 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 kind of vintage Disney. That thing has been there for a long time. I know they've switched it from like I think at one time they actually shoot like little BBs, and now they're just all lasers. But it's been there for a long time. Um, it kind of goes great with the theming of the old West, you know, the frontier West. So why not? Um, who knows how long it'll be there? You know, they're taking everything away. It seems like so, but while it's there, enjoy it. So I'm going to say, yeah, frontier land, uh, shoot an arcade. One of my favorite things to do with that is just go over and leave, uh, quarters on the side of, on the side of, uh, one of the guns and just walk away, let some kid find them and they'll make a little magic. It's probably the only place you'll still find a change machine. <laughs> Walt Disney World is there. Okay, and now finally my last diversion, which I'm surprised none of you took this one. I purposely kept myself quiet and let you guys go first to see if anybody would come up with this, but I can't believe neither of you guys are sending these people to meet Mickey Mouse. It's Disney. That's but that's that's like an attraction. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a wait time. It's no, it's a diversion. I've, I've oh, I'm gonna I will respectfully argue with that. That is a major okay. attraction. Is going to see Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Stephen, okay, am I right then, or no? All right, so then let's okay. Thirty minute wait time sometimes. Anything all right, I'll give that to you. So then you know what? I'll I'll go with another one. I'll go with another character quintessential character interaction that you need to have in Walt Disney World <coughs> go meet Gaston at, at the tavern he's a riot yeah, no, that is it yes I will get I will allow that he's he'll mess with you you know you can just you can sass him right back and he'll just go back at back and forth with you uh, I would say the stepsisters sometimes they're meeting in uh in Fantasyland, by the wall, sometimes it's the uh, Lady Tremaine with her daughters. Sometimes it's just the stepsisters. Sometimes it's uh, the fairy godmother. But uh, e- any of those face characters that you can talk to, I like. I like meeting up with Gaston. I love meeting with the Tremaine sisters because uh, I turn around and I ask. Uh, I ask one of them if uh, you can get me uh, Cinderella's phone number. And they're like, "What's a phone?" Or I'll turn around. I'll turn around and say to one of them, "I'm like, so how does it feel being the pretty one?" And then the two of them will start to fight, or anything. And a lot of times they end up fighting over me, and it just boosts my ego. Let me tell you something, though, Dave. <laughs> and I don't, Stephen. I don't know if you've been to uh, 1900 Park Fair at the Grand Floridian, but they are absolutely amazing. Oh, at I that love character it. meal. It's a character. It's I probably it. the one of the best. Um, character experiences i think for an adult you could have like they were let me tell you something they were messing with my father so it was my father my mother my wife my niece nephew my brother the whole family was there and they were messing with my dad so bad and it was the whole family was balling and they, they did not break character they were straight faced my dad didn't know what to say 
Honestly, that was a great experience. Uh, what they do over and the food is great at the Park Fair as well. As well, so uh, yeah, if you're a fan of those, that is even a better interaction. Is is them with the 1900 Park Fair? Good times. Excellent. Well, gentlemen, this was most fun. I'm looking forward to continuing our six pack series with the other parks, and uh, we can expand it and maybe uh, tweak it a little bit for Disney Springs or for the entire uh, resort itself in that way. But let's uh, move on to the Elite Eight of our Smarch Madness competition. We have four games going. First, we're gonna go. We're gonna count backwards from Game Four in the Epcot division: Spaceship Earth versus Test Track. And this one, we have Spaceship Earth winning seven to one. Oh, I think I was the only one who voted for Test Track. <laughs> I think. Yes, Joe. I mean, you have the results, Dave, right? Yeah, I was the yes, only one who voted for were. Test Track. And yeah, I was. I almost voted for it. <laughs> but you know what? There's, you can't lose on that one. I mean, exactly. like, Spaceship Earth is still great, so it's like... What made you know. me go for Spaceship Earth was the iconicness of it. I was, I was fighting uh, iconography versus speed. And in the end, everybody thinks of Spaceship Earth when they think of Epcot. So I had to give it to them. Going over to the studios... We have a, uh, again, 7-1. Twilight Zone Tower of Terror took it. Rocket Roller Coaster lost. Joe voted. Let me guess. (laughs) You could see that I like speed rides. So. (laughs) So you picked for Rock and Roller Coaster again? I did. You know what, Steven? At least, you know, I don't follow follow the group. I, uh, I paved my own way, so. I like what I like. As my, oh, as, yeah, as my wife would say, she's like, Joey, you like what you like. I was like, I do. So. <laughs> but again, you can't go wrong there because Tower's still awesome. So it's a win-win. It's like, it's like you know, vanilla like, or chocolate ice cream. I like them both. <laughs> it's, you know. Aye. Rock and roller coaster is the best bit of roller rock and roller coaster is the beginning of it. You know, that shoot off just when you get into the, the car. Uh, it's great, but uh, I mean, I remember going 94, I think it was, when the tower just opened and you had one drop. And even at that point, it was turning into the, the best ride on property. But now, with the random drops, I just think it's fantastic. The demons, fantastic. Just absolutely everything about that ride is so, so good. Uh, even when you go into the B room and the TV. Uh, plays with Rod Sterling. I know it's not Rod Sterling that's doing the, the stuff, but uh, it, it sets you up for the whole ride. And again, best ride on property, I think. All right. And now we're going over to Disney's Animal Kingdom, where we had more of a matchup. Avatar Flight of Passage versus Expedition Everest, Legend of the Forbidden Mountain. And it should be no surprise that Avatar took this one. I will say that uh, Everest brokered votes from Joseph, obviously, of course. Tim, and Chuck. Well, there are two smart gentlemen that were uh, announced in the same group as me, so there you go. Well, Tim has never rolled the ride, and <laughs> Chuck is Chuck, so... 
You I've stopped trying to figure out a long time ago. <laughs> and now... I like what I like. Down to the Magic Kingdom. And we have Haunted Mansion versus Splash Mountain. We have... Both of which, both of which were mentioned tonight in our must-dos. Tim, Jeff, Michael, and Chuck voting for Haunted Mansion... And Stephen, Pat, myself, and Joe voting for Splash Mountain. We have a tie, ladies and gentlemen. So I had to call our resident tiebreaker, Jeanette Pellegrini, who I had to uh, talk to really quickly because I was coughing up a lung, and Jeanette is... uh, Jeanette is Jeanette, and she likes to talk, and I tell her all the time when we're on the phone, I'm like, uh, (laughs) yeah, uh, this can't be an Italian goodbye. We just need to go because another part of the conversation goes up, so I I had to cut her off this time. So I said, quickly, just tell me, and then I'm hanging up. And putting her on the spot, Haunted wins it. Ah, that's what I figured. No way. She voted for Haunted. More people ride Haunted. Yeah, it has that. more rideability because a lot of people will stay away from Splash in the winter. Haunted's inside, so it's air-conditioned. So she has some good... She had some good reasoning for going with Haunted over Splash, and <coughs> I gotta give it to her. All right. Oh, and now we move on to our... We move on to our final four, which we will discuss in next show. So it's going to be Haunted Mansion versus Avatar Flight of Passage and the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror versus Spaceship Earth. This can get interesting, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> because now you're kind of talking yeah, about only one you're talking about some really beloved attractions here. So this one starts slinging the mud. Well, this is it. It's beloved attractions, but it's new attractions as well. I mean, Avatar's only a couple of years old. Well, yes, but it's against one of the most beloved attractions in the Magic Kingdom. So it'd be interesting to see if it oh, would yeah. be a... how that would actually fare out, because I love them both. I don't know where to choose at this one. I have to really think how I'm going to vote for that one. And with that, gentlemen, let's go around and tell everybody where we can be found on the various interwebs. I, for one, can be found on Instagram at Figments Reality. Steven, where are you? Yeah, you can get me on Twitter at SJM Disney. And Joseph, where are you? You can find me taking Dave to your local emergency room in uh, Queens. But besides that, you can find me on Twitter <laughs> at Joe Quad and Instagram. Uh, and over, also over at the resortloop.com DVC Roundtable Show. Yeah, well, the coughing episode was uh, edited out because I don't want to... Uh, subject anybody to that but with that ladies and gentlemen i'm off to disney this week may your disney trip dreams come true very soon have a magical day You've just listened to another exciting episode at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you again real soon.